Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Vengeful Superhero today. Yeah. Bringer of justice. I did dress for the job I wanted today. (laughs) I am in a full Batman regalia today. We talked a, a few weeks ago about dressing for the job that you want, not the job you have. And I have done that today. And you might be thinking... This is just podcast trickery because you can't see him. And then he's just saying that he's wearing a full bat costume. Oh, it's legit. It is legit. He walked oh, in. Oh, it's legit. It's legit. <laughs> you look incredible. Uh, Fantastic. Thank you, Kelly Moss. <laughs> All right. With me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director at the Young Automotive Group. Amped to be here, Amped Tim. Amped to be here. Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Heidi Ho, Tim. Heidi Ho. And very special guest today, Jeremy Young. He is our area director for the Power Sports Operations with the Young Automotive Group. Jeremy, fantastic to have you today. Glad to be here. Excited Glad to have you. Excited and, for the show. And we're so excited to, to hear uh, your perspective. It's, we, we haven't had a ton of Power Sports content on this podcast. I'm very excited to have some Power Sports specific stuff that we're going to talk about today and over the next couple of weeks. And Jeremy, just to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your your time with the Young Automotive Group and your experience. Yeah, so I've been in the power sports industry f- since 2006. I started as a salesperson, worked for a small group, player management group. Those of you who've heard of or may have heard of yeah, Newgate Motorsports, Leighton Cycling Sports, I was a part of that team. Um, did that until... I started as a salesperson, did that for five years, became a sales manager, did that till 2013. And in 2013, I became the general manager and ran that store till 2019, acquired by the Young Automotive Group and was given the opportunity to be a GM for Young's and it's been a great ride. And now I oversee all the power sports stores. So fantastic. It's been fun. And one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have you, Jeremy, on the podcast, you know, we had the one power sports store before we acquired Newgate. And I learned a ton from you because I, I was banging my head against the wall up there in Idaho, not completely understanding. I, I flew out to a couple other places to see their operations, but I really didn't know the power sports industry. So you've really taught me a ton about how power sports works and, the, and, and how to move that needle. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Absolutely. Very excited to have you here. And uh, today we're, we're talking about some things that are more important than the sales process. And those things are absolutely justice and vengeance and <laughs> hiding in the shadows right, hiding in the shadows yeah a- a- absolutely uh, wearing got, hockey pads you got to do your batman voice there brad let's go tim <laughs> i'm not wearing hockey pads so breathy <laughs> no but we are talking today about four things right that are more important than the sales process and oliver why don't you take it away yeah and and this is kind of adding on to a podcast that we've done a long time ago and it was primarily focused on the auto side and this, this is actually going to be a little bit more towards the power sports side, but this can absolutely apply in the autos as well. So um, the, f- the four things, now a lot of times, the reason why I like to talk about this is because sometimes we get so obsessed with the sales process that we forget the things that are more important than the sales process. Don't you agree, Brad? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that we focus so much on taking the customer through the steps that we forget that that's another human being that yep. we're communicating with. Yep. And, and even when we first get started, we go headlong into learning all these scripts and words and, and phrases and things, right? But yet we don't slow down enough to just be like, oh, wait, I'm just a person helping another person. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. here are the four things that are more important. And, let's, and then we'll take each one and, and talk about them that are more important than the sales process. The first most important thing of all 
is doing something. Now, that sounds so dumb and rudimentary, but why is that the most important thing? Well, there's there's so often that you've heard it, don't come to work to wait, right? When yep. you're at work, work. But that's a mindset. That's something that when you get to work, you should have a plan. You should be doing something. Yep. And And how much time is wasted in sales? About five hours on an average day, <laughs> well, minimum. Like, 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 if we <laughs> per do this, person, because you're a good math guy. I know, Brad. Yeah, you're yeah. a math, you're yeah. a math wizard in your head, right? Right. So let's Mostly just do some quick yeah. math. Yeah. Right. So if let, let's say power sports, let's say you sold, let's say you sold seven seven power sports machines, right? Mm. On average, it takes you two hours to sell those in a month, right? So that's how many hours? 14. Okay, 14 hours to do that. Let's say you actually made all the minimum amount of calls, which is roughly 40 to set two appointments. That takes you an hour a day. Yeah. An yeah. hour a day? So mm-hmm. how many? So that average- Five working days, so now we're up to 19 hours in a week. But let's let's say this is a full month. Oh, okay. So, so 22-ish working days. 20, so. so that's 22 hours plus 14 is yep. 36. 36. Yep. Then you have training. Let's just say that's another 22. So yep. that's 58. 58. Mm-hmm. Okay, then what else do you have? We gotta have some. We, we gotta have some meetings. Let's just yeah. say we have, let's say an hour a day of just like meetings and get caught mm-hmm. up with stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's another twenty-two. So what was that? Now we're all the way up to eighty. Eighty. Yeah. Okay. How many work hours are there in a month? A uh, hundred and sixty. <laughs> so wait a second. You're telling me fifty percent yep. of my month is wasted just hanging around? Now the problem is. The people that are sitting in that seven unit, mm-hmm. or, you know, selling seven units, do they think they've worked the entire 160? Yeah. Absolutely. Why? Because they're busy all the time, Oliver. Yeah. And they showed up. Yeah. yeah they were and they're at there. work. They're, they're at work. Yep. So obviously I'm working. Yeah. And they told their significant other they were at work working all yep. day long. But the reality is there's so much time that we spend just getting through the day instead of from the day. Mm-hmm. And that is... That is more important than the sales process. Doing something, finding somebody to talk to, that is more important. And I so often have people tell me, well, what do I do? And if I can boil it down, because I want to be practical on this podcast, if I can boil it down is talk to four people a day about buying a machine mm-hmm. or buying a car. Right? I would add to that is is honing on your craft, right? So what are the things that the customers are, you've, you've experienced customers coming in asking you about and have you done your know- your product knowledge? Have and you found those those accessories all those customers have talked to you about, yep. right? And, and we're going to jump into product knowledge a little bit later, but the four people that you're going to talk to, where they come from is one from service. Is there enough people in service to actually find somebody? Absolutely. Both in, Absolutely. in auto and power sports, for sure. There's one person that you can talk to out of the 50 Plus, and in power 100. sports, there's double that number that are walking into parts every day. Yep, yep. not triple. Huge. So yep. one from either service or parts. Yep, one from a phone up that you mm-hmm. take, one from a, just a fresh up that's out there, and one from the one of two appointments that you book a day. Yeah, that's why we ask people to book two a day is because we know there's going to be a fifty percent show rate, and so in order to make sure that you get your four a day. You have to book two appointments, regardless of how many calls it takes. So the first thing that's most important in sales is doing something. Keeping keeping busy trying to find people to talk to. The second 
is making a friend. So Brad, I know you're really good at this. Why why do you think this is more important than the sales process? Because people want to buy from people that they like. And Mm -hmm. you can not have great product knowledge. You can not have a good understanding of the process. But if you understand people, if you know how to make a friend, people will forgive a lot of that other and they'll want to buy from you. Yep. And I couldn't agree with you more. There's no, there's nothing that, that can teach you how to necessarily make a friend aside from being just genuine. Don't you agree, Jeremy? Oh, 100%. I think that people people allow you to have a little bit of air and knowledge, right? You have the ability to say, mm-hmm. you know what, let me do my homework. Mm-hmm. As long as you have that, you've built that rapport with them, you, it goes a long way. Yeah. Really, that's where trust stems from. Because when you build a friend, that means you're building trust, that they trust you and you trust them, and that you can work through them, helping them and their needs. The third is product knowledge. So Jeremy, I know this is huge in power sports, and I, I think it's a little bit more because those first two, I've always said autos, and I think it, it does absolutely have an impact on autos, but in power sports, I think it's even more important. Why do you think it's more important in power sports, or why do you think it's so important in power sports? I think the biggest reason why it is so important in power sports is because when a customer comes in to buy that machine that they don't need to spend their hard-earned money on, they want to make sure they bought the right machine. So when they get that opportunity to go out and have fun, it it checks all the boxes, yep. right? So it's very disappointing to you sell a customer a product, and whether it be a street bike, a dirt bike, a snowmobile, whatever it is, and they go out and use it, and they come back, and they're disappointed. Not only are they disappointed in you, but they're disappointed in your dealership, and they're much less likely to want to be a part of the industry. Yep, I couldn't agree with you more. What do you think, Brad? Why, why is product knowledge so key? Well, one one thing I've noticed, you know, comparing autos to power sports is on the auto side, when I ask people, hey, why did you become a car salesman? A lot of them will say, someone told me, hey, you would make a good car salesman. By the way, that's not a compliment. Mm-hmm. But I have yet to have a power sports salesperson say, yes, yeah, someone told me that I'd make a great power sports salesman. The reason why a lot of people get into power sports is because they're passionate about the industry. They're already passionate about the product. You know, as process gets put in there, it, it helps make the transaction a little bit smoother. But man, when, when power sports customers are in the building, they just want to feel that excitement. They want to interact with a true enthusiast who understands the product. They know how it works. Not only do they know how it works, but they've been out on rides and they've enjoyed the product. They've taken it to the edge. They've done everything with it. They want that association, and that becomes a true bond. I mean, one of the best compliments that a power sports salesperson can receive from their customer is an invitation to go out and ride together. And that really cements that relationship, but it's the product knowledge and the enthusiasm for the product that started that relationship. Jeremy, how important do you think it is for, in the power sports world in particular, for a salesperson to have really tried everything, to have really like played around with all the machines and 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 have a, a good baseline understanding of the accessories and tried those things out? I don't think that it, there could be anything more important. Having that credibility, or we, we talk a lot about street cred, right? Yeah. Well, you get instant street cred with a, a consumer when you've whether you've either you know someone who's been out on it, because let's be honest, not every salesperson wants to ride a street bike, right? Right. Uh, or wants to go ride a motocross bike. But... Street bikes scare me. 
I've heard that about. I'm you. not yes. allowed to have one. I'm married to. A I drove. Nurse. Uh, yeah, I drove one down in in South America for two months, and that put an end to me wanting to be on a street bike. <laughs> I mean, maybe rules on the road would have helped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some structure is important, yeah. but you you gain a lot of credibility with your customer. Um, Having some of that experience for sure, and and when a customer walks into Power Sports and they say, "Hey, you know, I'm lo- I, I'm deciding between these four machines," and there's actually a lot more product that you can offer up quickly, especially in comparison to to autos. But if you don't know what you're talking about, the customer most of the time knows more. Yeah, and so you look like an idiot, and it's almost like, why are you even here? Mm-hmm. Why are you even selling? this stuff if you don't know it. So aside from writing the machines, what are the other ways that salespeople can get more product knowledge, Jeremy? I think it's being, it's who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. So it's the teams that we've built here with with Young Power Sports. It's the Mm -hmm. friends they surround themselves with. It's going out to the races, being a part of that environment and that community. But also you gotta, I mean, I used to spend countless hours on YouTube and reading it sorry when i started it was a ton of magazine stuff right what's dating me a little bit uh (laughs) we'd read dirt wheels and all those fun magazines but anyway it's just knowing the specs and knowing what people with even without writing them you know what people are writing those machines and using those machines and being able to have those educated conversations with people it's huge And, and i think one of the one of the keys at least that I've seen. Now, you could tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm often wrong, is looking at the difference as the new machine's coming out, they'll tell you why the new machine or the new whatever is better than the old. And understanding that, those changes, helps you understand why the machines perform better. And that's what the customers are after. Because these customers, they're ridden machines, and maybe they bought their last one five years ago, but understanding that new model and the updates and the you know the travel the on the suspension how much better that is all of a sudden the customer goes oh okay that's why i need to move to this new unit so and i'll add to that so the neat thing about our industry is that the manufacturers give us softballs all the time right they're all every 2 years you have something new that we yep. get to use and experience and it it's that much easier to get a customer in and get them excited. Even if they have a 2020 CRF 250R, well, did you know the 22 or 23 has this, this, and this, right? So there's always that new, innovative, exciting feature yep. that it's fun to. And so if I'm a, if I'm a power source salesperson and I'm walking my inventory, I should be able to point at every machine and say why this new model is better than the last model. And if you don't know that, you need to go digging. You need to get into your manufacturer training. You need to figure out what is the reason why this bike beats all the old bikes from the past. Don't and, you agree? And even if it's just B&G, bold yeah. new graphics. <laughs> yeah, even, even if it's just that, right? Yeah. Hey, they got a whole new graphics kit. It's mm-hmm. the same amazing sturdy bike exactly. right? that has yep. this horsepower or whatever. So you have to know what is new and what is coming out. Yeah, so one one thing I've noticed is on the auto side, when there's new product that comes out, it's typically designed around more creature comforts and fuel economy and less about like dependability and things like that. On the power sports side, it almost always seems like it's 
performance related. Here's what this new one does that the old one didn't. Or here's how this suspension reacts in this situation that the old one didn't. And I think if you're a new power sports salesperson, that's the place to start. What does this machine do that other versions similar to it do not? Because that's what the customer is ultimately interested in. As Jeremy indicated, they're going to trade out of their old one, even if old is two years old. But there's a reason why they're ready to up to the new one. And it's almost always performance related. Well, and that brings me to my fourth. The fourth thing that's more important than all the sales process is passion. Passion for that industry. Now, Jeremy, why did you get into power sports in the first place? God, funny story. So answered a newspaper ad. Answered a newspaper <laughs> ad. No. Yeah, my family growing up always had ATVs, always used them for hunting and things of that nature, right? And was told at a very young age after I was ran over by an ATV, you will never get on another ATV in your life. And funny, it's what I've created my career around, <laughs> right? But just always had a passion for it. Bought my first ATV when I was 18, my own. I always had stuff in the family and then moved into dirt bikes and street bikes and snowmobiles. And here yeah. I am. And anybody who goes into power sports, it's usually because they're passionate about it. Uh -huh. So, you know, I was just talking to Rad just a little while ago and he's like, the reason why I'm, I'm in it, I was racing on the motocross track. Oh yeah. And Oftentimes, when we jump into the power sports business, we get caught up in the business side of it, and we forget that it's a passion, yep. right? Now, and you were talking about product knowledge of uh, is the reason to ride, and I actually, I think it's good, and it definitely gives you product knowledge, but I think the most important reason to ride is to keep your passion. Mm -hmm. Don't oh. you agree? Yeah, we used to, to just to add to that is... Every Friday morning, we'd go to the motocross track and we'd all go out and ride at 6 a.m. just to keep that passion alive and keep that camaraderie in our store. But yeah, if you don't, you, if you are in this industry and you are not out actively using the product, you it slips away from you. Yeah, and you lose your fire. 100%. You lose the. You lose a lot of the reason why you got in the business in the first place. Mm -hmm. And we need to figure out a way to keep that. Right. And so if you're a salesperson out there that's listening to this and you have and, and you came in with a passion either into autos or into power sports, you need to figure out how to keep that, how to keep that alive. Is that a Thursday ride or a or a, a weekend drive that you take in your in your Subaru WRX or whatever right. you have? What is that that keeps you passionate about the industry that you're in? And go dig into that and figure out a way to maintain it. That's fantastic. I love it. Do we have an action item for this week? This action item actually goes back to the number one most important thing, and that is action. So the action item would be tracking your ups, demos, write-ups sold. Now, oftentimes we look at that as, oh, I'm already doing that. But sometimes we lie to ourselves. So I want you to get in and track your ups, demos, write-ups sold and compare that with the time it took you to do it versus the hours you've worked. That'll show you where your opportunity is to actually work, get more done at work. That's great. That's fantastic. It is time, as usual, for Tim's copious notes. As always, I've been writing everything down. Batman's copious Batman's, notes. Batman's copious notes. These are four things more important than the sales process. Number one is doing something. A lot of time is wasted in sales. We have 160 hours in a month. Roughly 80 hours of those hours are spent doing other things or doing nothing. 
we spend a lot of time just getting through the day as opposed to taking advantage of that time. So some things that you can do, one, talk to four people a day. One should be from a service source or from the parts department. One should be a phone up, one should be a fresh up, and one should be from an appointment previously set. This is why we're setting two appointments a day. 50% are going to show up. You're guaranteeing yourself one appointment. And one other thing that I just want to put into this slide, into this spot, is a little quote from Ben Franklin. More is lost from inaction than from the wrong action. So just do something. I love that quote. Number two, make a friend. People want to buy from people that they like. and Just be genuine. Just make a friend. Get out there. Be a genuine human being. Be friendly. Build rapport. People are going to buy from you. Number three, work on product knowledge. Customers want to make sure that they bought something that checks all of the boxes. Get yourself some street cred. Get out there and try things out. If you don't know what you're talking about, the customer will likely know more than you, and you're going to look like a fool. Surround yourself with intelligent people. Surround yourself with knowledgeable people. Be a part of the community of the thing that you're selling, whatever that is, whether that's power sports, whether that's autos. If that's shoes, get into the community. And then understand the difference between the newer models and the older models. Why do they perform better? Is it just bold new graphics or is there something else there? And then finally, number four, passion. You've got to have passion for the industry that you're in. Don't just get caught up in the business of it. Keep your passion. If you lose your passion, you will lose your fire and you will not do very well in this business. And that, I think, is as good as we can do in a Batman costume. Copious. Copious. Copious vengeful notes. I was super impressed how you oscillated between Bruce Wayne and Batman without even knowing it. It was impressive. (laughs) Very impressive, Tim. All right. Well, this has been fantastic. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here. And you're going to stick around and and do another couple of episodes with us. I'm going to stick around. Appreciate you having me. And as always, if you are listening to this podcast, if you haven't rated us on iTunes, please, by all means, go out and leave us some stars. If you don't, the Dark Knight just might come for you. But uh, leave us some stars. Leave us some kind words. If you don't have kind words, then don't leave us anything at all. And if you do have questions, comments, if you've got ideas for future podcasts, send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Dana Moi, y'all. I am the knight. Dana Moi.